Hi, and welcome to Everyday Impact, a life tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name is Jessica Jean. And I'm Will, and we have a great show lined up for you today. Tell me about the conversation we're going to be listening to. Uh, For today, I've got my friend Caleb Scott lined up. Caleb is in the band Fall Brigade, and we're going to get to hear his story about how God has spoken to him about music and how he's walked through that journey. Oh, I am so excited because I am a big fan of Fall Brigade, and I'd love to hear more about just their origin story and Caleb's process through it all. I really just sense every time I listen to their music, it's hard not to dance. They have such a delight that they they carry, and even not being an outright worship band, I really do sense the Holy Spirit on their music, and I think that we could probably learn a lot from them in just bringing Holy Spirit into all that they do. Mm-hmm. I think of that verse, uh, whatever you do, uh, do it all for the glory of God, and I believe that that's kind of a lesson that we're going to take away from this. Um and also just about the, the bravery and courage and faith that's required to face what God has called us to, whatever that might be. Well, let's take a listen and we will be back after the conversation. All right, guys. So I have with me today, my good friend, Caleb Scott. Hey, Will. Hey, Caleb. Um, Caleb, it's a privilege to have you on today because of uh, just our history. We've been in each other's weddings. You've been an incredible friend to me. Um, I've also had the privilege of facilitating the Caleb Scott fan club. Now, if you go to Instagram, you can still find it to this day. Uh, this wasn't officially sanctioned, but it was one of my more um, proud moments, my my achievements in this life. Now, Caleb is worthy of a fan page for several reasons. Number one, he's incredibly good looking. Number two, he's a great friend. Uh, But number three, he's also an incredibly talented musician. Now, Caleb, you are in a band called Fall Brigade. Would you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, I've been in a band called Fall Brigade since about 2012, 2013. Uh, Started up with my sister. Basically, back I, I went to Bethel back around 20, I think it was around 2010, 2011. Yeah, just in the summer, we started writing together. And uh, tell us a bit about the style of your music. Our style is officially folk pop now. Um, originally we said that we were folk and then we said we were folk rock and then I guess somewhere in that we were alternative and now we're folk pop officially, Officially. but that's going to probably change based on each release. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I'm personally a big fan of your music, but there's something about what you guys write that it just gets people moving. It gets people dancing. It gets people uh, feeling alive and I want to hear the story behind your musical journey. Um, I'm sure that music is a part of your DNA. You were born with the the genius seed, but uh, take us back. Well, I went to, I knew Mozart back when I was six. And um, (laughs) who's your mentor? (laughs) Mozart was my mentor, you know, from a very young age. Um, No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, actually, no. Back when I was six, I, I tried out for the choir and was denied. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, after uh, giving up on my dreams at that point in my life, my parents tried to get me into music again, probably in my early teens. They got bought me a guitar, tried to get somebody to teach me guitar, and I just like I just had no interest in music in my early years. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Not gonna happen. I back in my early years, no interest in music. I didn't really have any musical abilities until um, when we were living in Scotland. My parents used to do this house church, and you know, just a couple people came out. Yeah. And one time during worship, one of the fellows that was there, he basically just got up, went out to his car pulled out his guitar and amp came back in. He's like, you know, I felt like God told me to give this to you. And so he, right then and there, he just handed me his guitar and his amp and just like, you know, this is for you. And at that point I just like kind of broke down. What was going on inside of you? I guess the main thing that kind of goes on, is like, you know, God sees me. Wow. So then basically because of that, I started learning guitar um, so previously I had no interest, but then this moment happened for me and I just like, I'm like, I have to learn this instrument. So I started learning my parents, they still did the house church thing. And obviously because you're there, their parents are like, Oh, you can play guitar, you know, <laughs> so with my <laughs> voluntold. So with my, you know, three chords, <laughs> <laughs> I knew well, I, know, I probably, at this point I probably knew four chords. Okay. That's enough. And I was playing electric guitar, so I was like strumming badly on an on electric <laughs> guitar. I would love to have been there for that. Oh, it would have been amazing. No, it wouldn't have. Um, yeah, my parents, they just kept doing their meetings and stuff. And one of the ones, they're like, oh, you should play guitar. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So I, I played my four chords that I knew. Typical worship service. And the next day, we got a knock on the door. And one of the guys who happened to come, he, he came and he's like, hey, so I have, I have this guitar and I felt like God told me to give it to you. Wow. And so um, within like a period of a couple months, I was given two electric guitars. Having never Having played never before. Played, played before and had no interest in music, but I was given two guitars and told that God told them to, that wow. I, I needed to learn basically. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> so um, from there, you know, again, I kind of broke down, cried a bit. Um, Did, how, how were you feeling about your music at this point by the second guitar? Uh, at this point, I was, I was, I was happy just to sing worship songs and just learn guitar. So that's where I was at. And so I just, I just kept learning guitar. And I think I did start doing a little bit of writing at this point, but not nothing too serious. Yeah. So yeah, time, time kind of went on, you know, I just kept writing a little bit here and there. And then, uh, there's this camp and they, uh, it's probably near the end of camp and they had these little cards they're handing out being like, you know, what would you like to see God do in your life? If you could do anything, just like trust God. Kind with like it. a declaration or a it's prayer. It's kind of like a prayer being like, you know, like what do you want to challenge God with? And so, you know, I wrote down, you know, the typical, like, I'm like, oh, what would a good Christian say? And so I'm like, oh, read my Bible alone. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, learn to read my Bible because then that way God will see me, yes. you know? <laughs> And if anyone else looks over your shoulder, they'll be impressed at your spirituality. At my spirituality, yeah. It was it was all based on that. Um, and then the second thing I wrote was not be afraid to sing out loud. Hmm. Because at this point, um, you know, failed at choir. So I, I really was terrified to sing in front of people after that experience. Wow. That really stuck with you, that, that oh, yeah. rejection. Oh, yeah. I, rejection always sticks with you when it happens at a young age. Yeah. Yeah, throughout that next year, you know, 
obviously we're still doing worship and different things like that. But, you know, I started like really taking steps of, you know, starting to sing, you know, the first time I sang, it was really bad. And I probably cried through half of it. Um, <laughs> this is the, the presence of God or agony. Well, I'm sure everyone around was like, Oh, the presence of God. But for me, it's just like, I was scared. Yes, there, there was the presence of God, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just like kind of overcoming fears. But actually they're doing that. I think it was one of the first times I sang and they kind of broke down. I think one of the ladies came up afterwards and she's like, you know, you know, because you're singing, you know, God healed me. Wow. And they had like actual like physical healing in their body from one of the first few times you sang, I guess, I, I don't know the, the whole story behind that, but yeah, something like that. So yeah, I just kept pursuing it. And uh, a year later back at camp, I, I gave my testimony and I was like, hey, I'm not afraid anymore. I stood up in front of everyone there, bawled my eyes out and just like, you know, I'm not afraid, like I'm not afraid to sing in front of people anymore. Wow. And so after that, I, I just started writing more and more. Yeah. Um, started singing more and more. And at this point, I'll say my, good, my, my playing was not very good and my voice, my singing voice was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I just had this tenacity where I'm just like, you know, God said. You want me to do this? Yeah. And so I just kept writing. At this point, I didn't even know, know what for. What kind of songs were you writing at the time? Just worship songs. Yeah. You know, like, Your love reaches to the heavens. Your majesty is like the roaring sea. Oh. And yeah, that's one of my first, first songs. Greatest hits. Greatest hits, yeah. That one's been buried since. Um, <laughs> I'll have to do a... a um... It has been released. We did record it at one point. Oh wow! But I should I should show you that at some Pull point. Out sometime. <laughs> yeah. So what happened next? You've got your um, prophetic word. You've had some experiences. You've broken off some of that rejection, and you're stepping out a bit more into this identity as a, a musician and as a creative person. Yeah, I think over the years, I, you know, you you feel like you have this call of God, and you're like you're like I I just want to like you know, worship and all that kind of stuff. And at that time, you know, you're young and you don't understand everything. And what? <laughs> People don't understand everything. <laughs> you know, so you're like this little, this young teenage kid and you're like, oh, you know what? I want to be on the worship team. Yes. Because that, that's where that, that. There's a stage and there's a spotlight. There's a stage, there's a spotlight. I mean, microphone. obviously in, in your head, you're, you're not like wanting to do it because of that, but you're like, you know, I feel like this drive and I need to worship. But it's just like, you don't need to be there's on a few other things. The, 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 the thing is, especially when you're young, like you're, you think, you know, I need to be on stage to worship. No, you don't. Yeah. And so that's, I feel like God kind of brought me through a process of like, you know, you don't need the stage mm -hmm. to worship. You, you tried out a few times at this point. I tried out many times. I tried out so many times throughout my, throughout my teen years. And, you know, um, I actually even tried out a life tree <laughs> or at least I wanted to be part of the worship team here, but you know, obviously you're, you're, you're a young kid and they're like, Oh, you know, may, may, maybe, maybe later. Maybe come back and maybe come back when, years. maybe come back in your twenties. <laughs> I'm so sorry you experienced that. We hope that the rejection didn't stick with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't, it wasn't rejection. It was, it was more like, yeah, you know, I tried out glad tidings. They're like, Oh, you should join the choir. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be on the choir. It's, uh... So that, that was good. Um, so anyways, yeah, just kept doing stuff. Um, I went to uh, BSSM, so Bethel, back in, I don't even know the year anymore. It's like 2010, 2011, 2012, around then. Yeah. And 
you know, I just felt like in my heart, like I felt like God was just telling me, I just need you to kind of lay low. Like, don't try to be like, this is this time for you and me rather than you trying to pursue music at this point in your yeah, life. And this so, isn't the time for the spotlight. The, the, this, isn't, this isn't the time for the spotlight. And so I was like, okay. I, I felt like I, it was okay. Like I could, uh, I was just going to apply anyways. Yeah. And just like, okay, you know, I'm going to apply for just the student worship team. And so I did that and it was, it was, it was kind of a cool experience because, you know, made it to, um, I guess, callbacks or whatever Yeah, it's called. And so, and actually made it to two callbacks or almost made it on the worship team, but the last second, like, oh, we, we, we think you're, you're, you're great, but, um, you just lack experience. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So, so again, God's like saying, you know, you know, you need to see, you like press in. It's just you and me right now. And again, I tried it out for, uh, the youth worship team. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what? Convinced my roommate. I'm like, hey, you know, we should just do it for fun. You know, just see what happens. Yeah. I honestly wasn't even sure if I wanted to be on the youth worship team, but I was like, oh, let's just do it for fun. So we did it and uh, my roommate made it on and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, it's just like, okay, okay. Um, And so God, just... I get, the, I get the message. I get I get the message. Yeah. And there was actually one time I did get to lead worship um, on my missions trip, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we went to uh, Mexico, actually, and it was just like an amazing time. I got to worship in Spanish <laughs> and it was, it was pretty cool. Like there's like nights where people are getting healed and delivered and saved and all this kind of stuff. Obviously not because of what I was doing, but just like God was moving and you got to be a part. I, of I got to be part of that. Yeah. And it was just like amazing and like worshiping with other people it was just it was just like really cool mm-hmm. so now you've, you've had um a few opportunities but largely just this sense of okay i'm gonna be kind of in secret a bit more behind the scenes pressing in uh, when did fall brigade come into the picture so we, we we've always been kind of like writing worship songs and that kind of thing but i guess when i was at bethel i came i came back to visit and i guess my sister was going through a hard time and um i pulled up my I think I pulled up my guitar and then we just started writing together. And she obviously being the better writer, she, she wrote all the lyrics <laughs> and I just kind of like, you know, sang along with her. And, and so we wrote this, I should say she wrote the song, but I mean, we were kind of both there together. So we wrote, we wrote the song uh, together now and which ended up being one of our, one of the songs we released under fall brigade. Yeah. And so this was still like a bit of time before we officially became fall brigade, but th- this is kind of when that song was written. So you went on to form the band. And I remember when I first met you, you had at that time started leading worship every now and then every now and then. Yeah. I remember actually, uh, at the time I didn't really understand what God had called you to. I didn't understand your heart. And I felt like, you should just be pursuing worship. Oh, just are, really, are you, do you mean God's, at God's garden? At God's garden, yeah. And yeah. there's just something that happens in the room when uh, when you're leading. I'm thinking of um, what a love or some of these other moments that you've facilitated where I've personally been blessed. And I, I felt at the time like, okay, what is this Fall Brigade thing you're doing? Like you need to, to go after worship music. That's where <laughs> <laughs> the glory of God comes. But um I've seen that God actually has other things in store for you. Can you tell me a bit about like, how, how does God fit into your music? This isn't a, a Christian band that you're, um, that you're leading here. No, no, it's not. I mean, it is, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Why, why aren't you 
building a worship band? I don't, I mean, obviously I feel called to worship and I feel like, I feel like that's always going to be part of my, my life and what I'm doing. And, I, and I'm I, even now, like I still, I'm sorry, even now that's funny. That's the title to a worship song I wrote. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I still feel like it's, it's part of my, my calling to, to do worship and I'm always going to be doing that. But I just felt like, um, for us, like we have a, we have another call where it's like, we, I feel like we're meant to go in and out sorry, out to kind of reach the rest of the world with God's message, even if it's a little bit just reaching people that aren't normally found in a church setting, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. And there's so many people that just the, the word church has so much baggage that... No, most people that, that like if you if I said I'm a worship band, they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not coming. I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah, no thanks. But like if you just come out almost like kind of... And just, you can, you can literally sing about God and all that kind of stuff, even if it's not like in the worship setting and people can tune in. People, like we've had times when people have experienced the presence of God, even in our non-worship music, you know? Yeah. Can you Um, share a few examples of that? Like we had a guy come up to us after one of our shows one time, and I guess the Together Now song that I mentioned earlier. He said he, he heard it one day and he was broke down, crying, weeping, and I I don't know what was happening through that song, but... I just felt like, I, I guess he just like had a God encounter from all that. Um, you know, we sang at a music festival. I think Esther was singing her song, Ocean. And, you know, as you kind of looked out, there's just this little old man just like weeping in the corner. Yeah. You know, as we're kind of leading this, uh, we went playing, you know, we played in bars and clubs and stuff. And, you know, there's a man who was just like, I, I couldn't take my eyes off you guys. Like, I don't know what it was about what, what you guys are doing, but like, I just couldn't take my eyes off you. I couldn't stop listening. Yeah. You know, just hearing stories like that. I mean, we don't even know all of what we, we don't, we don't know all the stories. Yeah. You know, it's only what kind of gets spoken back to us, but I feel like, I feel like God can speak through the, through the music. Yeah. Even in ways that we are not expecting. I think that there's this, this, um, message that goes beyond just music and it, it touches every part of our lives of what God can use for his glory. Yeah. That it's not just a worship song or it's not just a, a sermon, but it's, I think it says, um, Paul in, in the, one of his epistles, he says, whatever you do, you're eating, drinking, whatever, do it all for the glory of God and seeing how when you have this posture, okay, God, here's what I have. Uh, this is this is what you've placed in my hands. Here's what you've called me to, and to see how he works with that. Yep. What's um, what is your your process in creating? How how do you give your music to God and and invite him into it? I feel like um, it all starts with a heart posture of just being like, you know, whatever I do, it's like I'm believing that you can like work and move through it. Just posturing yourself, just to kind of receive, I guess, from that. Um. I don't know if that made sense at all. Yeah, I mean, part of me is looking for this profound answer, like you um, fast for a week and anoint your head with oil before no. you record a song. But I think that in many ways, it is really as simple as what you've shared, that it's just the posture it sh- itself allows the Holy Spirit to uh, overtly and covertly work through your efforts. Yeah, I'm honestly, I don't even know what I'm writing half the time. Music, for me, has been a, a way of just processing through life. You know, so you just start writing and you're just like, whatever comes, it's just, you just write it down. Yeah. 
and most of the time I don't even know what I'm writing, why I'm writing it or, you know, what it's about until I finish. And then I look at it. I'm like, Oh, that's what it means. And then I'll probably cry a bit and then I'll keep writing. <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, you just like, it doesn't until it like actually hits you what's, what's writing. And then almost like God starts speaking to me as I'm writing Yeah, as well. He's like, this is what I see about you. Wow. And this is what, like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And so you can, like, as you're writing, you kind of, like, speak into different situations. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love having had the chance to be in the room when you've led uh, at concerts, um, in bars, in nightclubs. I know that there's this sense of, of God's presence that that I've felt similar to even a worship set and these songs haven't been explicitly uh, even in the language spiritual but having talked to you i know that a lot of the the songs were written from a deep place of process with god there's been a, a yeah. journey there's been a uh, a struggle or a revelation or a, just from from your relationship with god that that's actually where many of these songs have been written yeah could you share just a bit about that I feel like it always starts with like, you know, you're feeling something's like, for me, it takes me a while to get into terms with what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like it's a, it takes, it takes, it takes me a period of time. So like, I'll be like, oh, I feel kind of off. Why am I feeling off? You know, and I'll just, it's not always about feeling off, but you know, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, you're just like, you start playing a chord on, on the piano or on the guitar and you just... And then just like God starts kind of showing you stuff. And as he, as he's showing you, you're kind of just like writing. Mm-hmm. I feel like God often just often will speak to me through writing. I, I don't, I don't understand what I'm doing most of the time at all. There's this awareness that God is a part of the process. Yeah. I feel like there's a, I feel like there's always an awareness of that. I, I feel like I can't, I like, I mean, you can write and just put something together and make it sound cool and clean. Like we, we've, we've done that before. We've written songs for a, you know, our publishing publishers down in LA and stuff. But for, for me, for me, my favorite times is just when it's like, you, it's just like you and God and that's mm-hmm. it. And that's, you just like writing and, and he's, and I feel like he's, I, I, he speaks to me through that. Yeah. I think, um, what you shared, there's been a few different songs written out of different places, but it seems at least when you look at the audience that people, um, they can actually, it's like they resonate with the songs that are written from that deep place. Yeah. There's like a response or there's a, um, a moving that happens in their hearts. Whereas other songs, uh, maybe they've been written for just more of a, a publishing context that they're, yeah. they're poppy and they're upbeat, but they don't, they don't really grip people in the same way. No. I feel like the songs that grip, grip people are the ones that, written, that really come from, from that place. Well, thinking of of oceans, that uh, this one of Esther's songs. Uh, Esther wrote that, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's a, a song that was written about the sex trafficking industry. Yeah. Um, and and the song itself, it's not uh, in wording explicitly about that, but there's this heart that it's written out of that really grips people. Yeah, it's like far across the ocean waves, there's a place, there's a place where in the fields of broken dreams, they'll find their way, find their way. Yeah, I'm even just feeling like the shiveries as I'm hearing those lyrics. Um, but people people sense that when you carry this posture, okay, God, I'm open to you using me in whatever context. I think when I'm hearing you talk, I would see a level of skill and proficiency that I might often think, okay, well, that's just Caleb. But 
think the Holy Spirit is working through each one of us in our everyday lives and how we raise our kids or uh, for me in photography or in other contexts that that's something that God can use. Yeah. And and when you have that posture, um, you had a, an interesting experience with a producer, um, just with him and, and how he heard your music and, and what he felt about it. Oh, down when we back a year or so ago, we had the opportunity to, uh, f- to basically fly down to LA and record some songs with our publishers. When we got there, like we didn't really know what to expect. But one of the one of the first guys we met, he's like, "Oh yeah, it's great to meet you." Blah blah blah, and basically it came up, and he's just like, "You know, I I kind of thought like it came up that we were, sorry, Christians." In in the sense, and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of I kind of thought that just based on your music." <laughs> so he got basically just from listening to our stuff. I mean, we've been we've been working with these guys. I mean, we've been kind of they've been our publishers for like a few years up to this point, and yeah. then. Like we didn't know anything about them. They didn't really know anything about us as like personally. Yeah. They just heard your music. They heard a music yeah. and they're like, Oh, you know, we can probably place that in a couple of films. And so we've been working with them. So we finally get to meet them. And it turns out that they're all like Bible believing Christians who felt like called to work in the secular movie industry in, uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and looking at your lyrics and the contents of your songs, there's not a, a mention of, of Jesus, there's not a mention of the cross. Well, or, not yet, <laughs> not yet. But but in terms of what you've published, it's not worship music. It's not uh, Christian music. But there's something on it that's the heart of God. It's the kingdom that that's actually resonating with these people. Yeah. So Caleb, you have a song. Um, I'd love for you to just walk us through the journey. Um, one of my favorite songs that you've written is called Bluebird. And in a moment, you're actually, uh, you're going to sing that for us. But I'd love for you to explain just the the meaning behind the song itself. I wrote it in a place, I guess this is probably earlier. This is also before we started Fall Brigade. But, you know, I felt very scared and um, felt almost like, you know, you're kind of caged in a sense of like being too scared to take take the step. You know, you know, you feel like you've got a call of God in your life, but you're like, God, I'm I'm too scared to do this. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to do it. Actually, it's reminds me of another part when I was actually back in Bethel. You know, I had this almost during worship, I had this almost like, I don't know if it's a vision or what it was, but, you know, I had this picture of this man talking to me and he's just like, you know, will you take this mountain? I'm like, I don't know how. And he said, move forward. Hmm. And, and he asked me again, like, you know, will you take this mountain? So basically... This process of just like moving forward and not not being afraid to take that next step. Yeah. Because that's always been a thing with me too. Too scared to step out of my comfort zone. And it's been like years of God just like me. Like, no, you need to take another step. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And so, like, who am I? Like, who has he called me to be? Yeah. And I even had, had a dream <laughs> where... I think it was like an angel or something in the dream or something like that. But it was just like, he's like, what is your name? I'm like, I'm brave. Actually, no, at first I said, I don't know. He's like, what is your name? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, what is your name? And I said, my name is Brave. And then it just kind of moved on from there. But it's just like, this is stuff that God's been depositing in my life. Like, I'm not qualified for what I do, but he's made me qualified. Yeah. 
and I don't have the skills to do what I do, but he's like, I'm going to give you the skills. And I believe that. So even like throughout this last year and stuff, like I've been, I felt God telling me like, I need you, like you need to start producing. I need you to start recording. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not good at it. And he's like, I need you to do it. I'm like, okay. Cause he's like, you're going to produce other people's works in the future and you need to know how to do this. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You've got this this song Bluebird that's Yeah, sort sorry, of like, that's a wild tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing. You I can think, always edit that out or move it somewhere else. I don't no, know. I love it. I think that uh that really gives weight to the song Bluebird, which is sort of an anthem for uh for freedom and for taking risks and stepping out. Um even just some of the lyrics, would you just uh share those with us? Yeah, like um so one of the lyrics I think my favorite lyrics in the song were um and it's my simple wish and my sole desire, but I'm the little flame by the roaring fires. Now, what if we were simply in love with all you are and all you give? Yeah. And then the chorus is, Bluebird, why stay there? You know, I see you. And Bluebird, escape now. You know, I freed you. Yeah. And then just about kind of like letting go of all the fear and just being like, you know, God, you know, I'll trust you in this. Yeah. So it's this, this picture of a, a bird in a cage and the cage door has been opened but the brute buddy doesn't want to leave yeah because he's he's known it for so long and i feel like um as we get ready to play that song i just want uh so much work up for that (laughs) it's like here let me just fall apart for a few for a minute and then we're gonna play you a song and then it's all gonna be better it's all gonna be better it's all gonna be better we set this up so um i feel like if people are just open, uh, allow these words to prophesy over them and allow these words just to, to paint a picture of, of freedom and hope. And, and I, I've seen that in your music. And I am continuing to hear, hearing the testimonies of, of how people respond to what God has put in you. So um, let's transition and have you play that song for us. Okay. Smile. 
beautiful example of how to posture your heart in inviting God into everything that you do. I just love how resilient and brave Caleb has been through his journey. I can't imagine that being a musician and putting yourself out there is is always easy at all, mm-hmm. but he's just done a wonderful job and I think really displayed a beautiful heart posture for trusting God in, in what he does. Mm-hmm. My favorite part, uh, I've edited and listened to this uh, conversation quite a few times now. Every time I cry, it says about the dream where he is asked, what is your name? He says, I don't know my name. What is your name? I don't know. What is your name? My name is Brave. Mm. Like, ugh, the feels. <laughs> it just gets me because that's my story. I, I'm sure that's that's everyone's story, the sense of, I don't have what it takes or I'm not enough or am I qualified? And to stand 
up and, and believe what God has said and to believe um, what he said. It's God who qualifies him. Yeah. And I love how, um, just as you were talking about the process of how he begins writing a song, he starts with inviting God in and saying, God, what are we going to do today? What are we going to write today? And starting there. And he says, I don't understand what I'm doing while I'm doing it most (laughs) of the time. And that is so relatable. I feel like we can easily stumble through life a lot of the time and not know where we're going or we're just doing it because feels like we should but we don't know yeah god did i did i hear it wrong or what is god saying yeah like we can't see the full picture and caleb said it's usually not until after the song has been finished that i can say oh i see what the theme is i see what this story is what this is about and then he starts crying it hits him with the revelation of oh this is what it's about and I feel like that's just such a good picture to remind us that God has got us when we're feeling like we're stumbling through. If we can just trust God through that, yeah, he'll show us the picture. And it's not always while we're doing it that we know what it's going to look like. But afterwards, it's a beautiful thing. and So you can just chill out a bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's just, I mean, that's really hitting me right now. Just chill out and trust trust yeah and and inviting god into uh everything we do this isn't just a story about uh, a musician this is a lesson that applies to everything in life um for example how we even record this podcast you and i we pray before we hit the record button or when i'm interviewing uh, for caleb uh, we had a worship song that we listened to before we had the interview and it just set our hearts right. It just set our minds with this posture uh, that Caleb was talking about. And and just that posture alone will change the experience of your life. Mm-hmm. It says in 1 Corinthians, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And if we're doing something that is in his name, but we don't invite him into it, why are we doing it? It's It's not for him. It's almost separate from him and so yeah i think it's just important to to remind ourselves who we're doing this thing called life for mm-hmm. and why we're doing what we're doing and who we serve and and whose strength we're relying on and and whose qualifications yeah. we're trusting in yeah like god can bring us so much higher but then we can be on our own and yeah, I think just giving him the glory for that. And yeah, I'm just in my own life. I can see how God has provided and, and brought me into places I never thought that I could go. And yeah, just including him into everything. I I, I just love that. And I think even just starting the day with that posture and seeing what happens. And I can think of times where I've just felt like I, I should send this friend a text. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing profound. It's just, I'm thinking of you. Hope you're doing well. And the friend might respond, you have no idea how important that text was to me when you when you sent that. Countless times of these sorts of things where I haven't felt like it's the Spirit leading me, but inviting him into the process of everyday life, stuff just happens. Mm-hmm. 
that brings glory to God. And, um, and we can, we can be okay with, uh, not knowing and just trusting God's God's in this because of, of how we position ourselves. Yeah. I think God can really use us in ways that we don't, we're not aware of a lot of the time. Caleb even shared, he said, there's been people that have come up to me and said, I listened to your song or I've been at a concert and I've felt the presence of God or some, I've had some experience and Caleb didn't even remember the full story of some of them. And that's not the point. It's that Caleb did what he felt God was leading him into and God used that as a base to expand on. Yeah. So for you who are listening today, we just encourage you, invite God into your day. Invite him into your work life, your family life, your your hobbies, your relationships. Um, trust that it's his qualifications, it's his power, it's, it's him who uh, who gives you the ability and uh, just to step up. Yeah, you guys uh, from the conversations I've had have got some amazing stories and things that God has worked in your life just in in having a posture of honor and respect and trust and bravery and inviting God into everything you do. So keep it up, guys. Yeah. So we bless you this week as you do that. And we thank you for joining us today on another episode of Everyday Impact. You can find out more about us online at lifetree.ca. And we also encourage you to check out Fall Brigade. Uh, Give them some love. Follow them on Spotify. You can find them online at fallbrigade.com as well. Have a great week.